Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, Woo! guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, oh. everybody. Steampunk Connection once again, the longest running po- steampunk podcast on the internet that I know of. Clockwork so, yeah. Cabaret might be. A that's okay. That's, that's they started true. in like 2009, but they're more of a, a, a musical, everybody else came in. Yeah, uh, everybody else came yeah. and went, including me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we just integrated you in, so technically you're part of it. The beginning, me into it, and yeah. retroactively add you. So well, I've guessed it a few times. Yeah, we're great. This is this is great. We just you just you just migrated. Although I never actually was on when you were, Jack. I was. I think I was. That always was funny in. there for a while. <laughs> Apparently, we had like a second co-host. I don't think was... we actually met until I came. Yeah, it was in, like but, yeah. four or five episodes before we were like, oh, look, we're on the same thing at the same time. <laughs> Rita and Lawrence uh, are with us tonight, of course. Glad that you guys have tuned in, and it is talk like a pirate day. So yar. Yar. <laughs> I have asked. <laughs> How do pirates prefer to communicate? What was that? Eye to eye. I know. God. Do you just have like a email. list there on your computer in another window that you're just no, going to go down no, the No, this is all from the brain right now. I've been doing this all day. No, that's worse. Also, I would like to say I'm sorry that I was not able to be on the last episode because I wanted to talk to Rita about her trip to asylum because mm. it is... It is a super fun time, and I'm sorry I wasn't able to for that. I understand. But now that the weather is finally broken, migraines are getting better. So, yay! Yeah. Just needed, you know, the water to actually come out of the sky instead of just sitting there. Ah, <laughs> oh, fall! It's beautiful. It so is. Johnny Steverson, who has just tuned in and says, "R." There you go. <laughs> yeah, the weather is is slightly cooler. It's We're not getting into hundred degree weather down here. Um, we got some rain last week and uh, blue stocking up in Dallas, Fort Worth. You're getting rain as we speak. Yeah, it was real heavy there for, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. It slowed down, but it's supposed to, we're getting a whole bunch of storms coming down, crossing the Red River. So we're supposed to get some more here in a little bit. And it's, it is lovely. It's beautiful. It's just, it's cool and windy and fall. I've got all my candles lit. It's perfect. And I have a, a six foot jack-o'-lantern scarecrow thing in a box that I'm going to be setting up this weekend in my front yard. My brother-in-law got a job at at, uh, Spirit Halloween store. They don't pay him worth a darn, but they do give him a 30% discount. So That makes it worth it. Mm, I can save some money working for them in that case. I'll be happy to take it back. Yes, that is completely worth it, man. I've got a whole bunch of gear sitting around me in my spare room right now that he needs to to get put up because we're going to expand on the, the little witches carrying the skeleton through the yard. We're going to get a couple of additional full skeletons that are going to be belly crawling across the yard, dressed like pirates, because they're going to rescue their brethren. Nice. <laughs> We're going to try to figure out how to get, get a knife. Yeah, get one with the, 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 the freaking Yes, the cutlass in his teeth. Yes. Yeah, we're going to. So we're going to get that all set up in the front yard, probably. <laughs> Love it. Awesome yes, picture. witches and with bloody axes and pirates, skeletons crawling across the yard and a great big metal scarecrow with a jack-o'-lantern head yeah yeah it's my time to shine baby i know what you mean we're we're already uh the family's already putting in their ideas to cover that's the one thing i don't do i have a paranoia about people 
smashing like stealing them off the porch and, oh yeah that's yeah, true so but I, yeah. Yeah, we're still gonna carve it and take pictures and probably keep it inside yeah until it... i don't know maybe i'll try that this year yeah give it a shot are you all stocked up Bex? i know this is your oh and by the way i took your advice and i went to home goods this is where i got a butt ton of stuff yeah Ooh, tons yeah. of stuff at home goods yeah actually matt was like this is you need to stop because we were in the checkout line and i was pulling more stuff off of this Stop, stop. I'm already broke. And we had already been to Michael's because Michael's and Home Goods are in the same mm -hmm. uh, shopping center. <laughs> I was like, well, let's go to Joanne. But he wasn't feeling good. So we got a, he got a, got out of going to Joanne's. It was on the other side of town. Yeah. I, I find that, that uh, shopping is stressful these days. I, I don't want to yeah. do it for too long. I can only, I yeah, only have so many well spoons and then I, I got to go home. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing so well with people right now. So, you know. But yeah, we're we're getting stocked up. We've been ordering some stuff, so it's my life has been pretty thrown off right now. So I'm I'm not. What's yeah. going on? Uh, Erica had to to go up to Georgia, uh, to Indiana, to see her folks. Uh, you know, we we went on yeah trip up there uh, in the spring. Uh, she's gone back because they're they're taking a turn, and so she's uh, taking care of her parents and cleaning up their house while they're not in it. And uh, so I'm. I'm home alone with the pets and having to cook for myself. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, uh, everything feels real weird. <clears throat> and yeah. I don't know how, when she'll be back. She may not be back until November. I, I don't oh, know. No. Yeah. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, I've kind of been absent from Facebook, but I saw her pictures of her cat today with thumbs. <laughs> I was like, did they get a cat? <laughs> What's happening? That, that, those are her parents' cats. Very cute. It, uh, are going to need to be rehomed here oh. fairly soon, I think. Oh, are we talk? Oh, okay, I didn't. I'm sorry. They, her parents are just not uh, in a position to take care of them anymore. <clears throat> they're like not there. They, they're practically uh, feral. <laughs> oh, cats. Yeah, they come in. They eat like, their parents are cats. <laughs> parents are practically feral at this point. We're just gonna. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that because they're very. Like the what this one I saw, the black and white one with Hemingway. It's very beautiful. Yeah. He, he looked like a little gentleman, but I guess looks can be deceiving. Um, I mean they're cute and they can be sweet, so they're they're cats. It's hey. it's not for me. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you weren't a I, I used to have cats, um, but uh when when Erica's passed away some years ago and we didn't get any more, we realized that life was just easier without them. Aww. <laughs> uh, to each their own. I mean, I've never, I've, I'm 47 and I've spent exactly one month of my entire life without cats in it. So I honestly could not even imagine. And we both learned right. that we were actually allergic to cats. The whole yeah, time. I am too. That's, that's the Flonase and the, the Benadryl. And yeah, the I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm partially allergic to my own cat. And that becomes like I said, though, I'm a problem so used to really it. quick. Yeah, I just, you know, but I'm sorry to hear that that's that's good. It's no fun for anybody. Oh, and a friend of Jack's, who's a librarian, listened to our show recently and said, "What did she say? Um, it was We're cringe." <laughs> Why? We're the cringiest podcast around. The other half of this, the Wait, other was an half episode. comment that she gave me was the fact is that we're doing things that she would never be able to, would be to apparently get up and talk to people in front of a microphone. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, she said she's a librarian. Yeah. Okay, yeah. library. librarians yeah, library. typically are not great public speakers, but this I can do. Yeah. Actual people, like people staring at me? No, I, <laughs> I am 
terrible, terrible at presentations. I'm horrible. I hate it. But this oh. is this is easy because I don't have people except for you two. I don't, I don't have anybody making faces at me at least that I can see. <laughs> Which makes it so much easier. People could be making all sorts of hairy eyeball while I'm doing this, and I don't know. And that's that exactly yeah. I aim the way I get over is I aim for the hairy eyeball. <laughs> I like, well, I mean. Yeah, with my with my pod, with my dissertation one, yeah, I'm actually kind of aiming for some stink eye, but you know. Now this is, I found that this was a good way to be able to talk to people and still maintain my comfort zone. Yeah. So, no. Glad to hear but this. I'm sad that we're cringy. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of her a little bit on this. I'm just gonna say right now, she's a little younger than I am, and everything an older person does to her would be. Oh, okay. Probably not Never. watching now. If she is. I'm going to hear about it. I got to go buy them. <laughs> I got to go by there and fix some things. You know what? I am 47 years old. I am not covering up my weird anymore. That's, <laughs> That's pretty much my who thing. Who I am? Like, I, I aim to be, be a long weird, time to get it. comfortable with this. And yes, Johnny, we have talked about doing some recordings at events where we've been hammering out the lo- discussing the logistics of that. Logistics. So. I've been playing with it. And the connection fun. to to Wi-Fi is is really the trick. But yeah. Uh, yeah. for those of the audience. Uh, Johnny Steverson uh, wants us all to know that the Galveston Steampunk Festival has expanded to three days of activities oh. from uh, the two last year. Uh, there was the, the the big event on Saturday, and then on Sunday there was uh, uh, tours of Galveston in uh, little Model A uh, cars, and it which I didn't get to do. So yeah, yeah, we were kind of wiped. We went yeah. home, um, <laughs> but I guess awesome. now Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Very excited, yeah. Very cool. And Shannon and Emery will be coming back down with us as far as I know. So they will be Very at Steampunk nice. November with us. And then, yeah, and Emery was excited to create her outfit because she got too tall for her dress. So we're going to get to re-Steampunk her all over again. So, yeah. Kids will do that. Oh, no, you can't make them stop. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to put books on Cody's head. It doesn't work. <laughs> all right, so. What? I notice you are a enjoying a drink of some sort yes. and did you notice by the way one of my home goods purchases i got this one has the black cats oh very <laughs> nice i got a set of four i have some bats i have some pumpkins um it's lambersco the nota rosa lambersco that i can get from kroger for 11 dollars for a great big bottle and it's delicious so does what it needs to do hey it works it's fall got the red wine so yeah nice. it's all good and Love it. Jack has something that he claims is coconut rum. Oh, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> I have my. I mean, it looks better now. See? Okay. Now it looks better. Don't. Now that I haven't dropped it and picked it up to show you with it all, like you know, looking like this. <laughs> and then it looks really weird. <laughs> yes. Well, I've been holding on to this for a while. It is uh, for talk like a pirate day. Oh no! I've got this box called Darkness Falls. What is that? Whole, like picture of, of uh, some sort of pirate. Barrel aged what? Uh, it is a rum barrel aged coconut milk stout at 9.8%. Oh. Have you already cracked it open? Nope. Oh, oh we're doing it. Uh, are we doing an unboxing? Why? I guess I'm Ooh, doing an unboxing. We're influencers now. Now with a big <laughs> tall box like this I thought it was going to be a bottle but it is a can. It's, <laughs> oh. That's a, That's a little disturbing. Like a little, a little off putting. There's another one in here. Oh, okay. oh okay. it is full. No, not nearly as bad. Okay. Full of. Okay. We offset the disappointment with more. <laughs> <I like laughs> oh, okay, so you've never tried this before? Nope. It's it from is- uh, Martin House Brewing. Okay. And, you said it's uh, coconut milk stout? It's, uh, coconut milk stout. Okay. Um, 
milk stout implies that it's been uh, infused, added uh, um, milk uh, sugars, uh, which which uh, the, uh, the yeast yeast will not eat. So they stay in there and, and maintain a sweet flavor. Is that what that means? Oh, okay, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. It's a, that's one reason it's almost as thick as like, um, well, yeah, it's dark. Well, <laughs> coconut milk, coconut milk is almost as good as cream. If you oh, yeah. you can use it to make whipped cream, yeah, it's so. Yeah, if you take a can, put you it upside down really in the fridge. <laughs> well, if you take the can, you put it upside down in the fridge, let it get nice and cold, and when you open it back up, all of the the oh, good stuff yeah, is at yeah. the top. You scoop it out, and yeah, you just put it in a, a KitchenAid for a little while. I was actually thinking you were talking about like like the coconut milk that's been made to be a creamer type of thing. No, you take the can of can No, I, you take the can of it. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's watch his face. <laughs> so it smells great. Um, okay. I'm getting a lot of strong coconut, uh, like toasty coconut. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. You feel like that's, a pirate? You have to like <laughs> coconut. Uh, I do. That's one of my favorite things, actually. <laughs> and rum. Coconut rum, perhaps, would be best. <laughs> Well, this this is terrific. Yeah, it's it's very foamy on the head. It is a I would call it an imperial, very strong. And uh, not only does it look like coffee, I could. It's got the bitterness like of a coffee. Oh, very man. good. Cool. Very good. Good. I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'll have to know where you picked it up at last or next. Um, I I got an H E B. It was on sale. Usually, you're bet you have an H E B that carries H E B or all these. He always gets something <laughs> something interesting. This usually goes for like. Eleven dollars twenty seven cents for two cans. Wow. Damn. Okay. I got, for, I got it for half that. Oh, <laughs> you gotta grab it while I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, not an everyday drinker, but uh, very very good. Good. All right. So now we're down to it. We've got to talk about steampunk stuff. Uh, I, I, that's the show, I think. Maybe yeah. I mean, yeah, cool. that's the rumor. Blue stocking. You were just saying uh, before we started up that uh lies of p lies of p dropped today yeah and like i said i was i I heavily contemplated calling off or not call it but taking a a mental health day buying it and (laughs) but i didn't and i was gonna buy it when i got home but i thought no because i got the show in a few hours and i'm not gonna want to so i'm going to probably buy it tomorrow when i get home from work yes i've been waiting for this game for what a year i think so yeah and briefly remind people what what the heck are we talking about? Lies of P. It is a grim, dark uh, version of Pinocchio, and it's it's not a first person, but it is a it's an adventure game. Um, it's just the the trailers that we've watched are just really really uh-huh. beautiful. It's yeah, there yeah, Jack's pulling it's, it up. It's, it's trying to come up. It's giving me issues suddenly. There we go. Yeah, it's just I mean the the artwork. It's just gorgeous the combat looks beautiful the play style is yeah look at that it is just it almost has it's, a final fantasy-esque quality to it it looks like it's got like a final fantasy dark souls yeah to it, and it's exceedingly yeah. steampunk like this machine yeah. that's coming after this guy right now is looking yep. like you ripped him out of a like some sort of electrical conduit yeah it is gorgeous and like i said it's it's i mean if you know the story the carlo Collodi's original pinocchio it is a damn dark story so i this is this is not your disney version this is Collodi's. this is closer to Collodi's pinocchio with steampunk tossed in so it's yeah it is so pretty so pretty so i'm i'm excited for it yeah i don't know maybe once we get off of here i'll <laughs> go <laughs> buy it 
It's going to be a short show tonight, uh, everybody. We're going to have to... Uh, Blue Stock, I don't feel good. I have a migraine. I need to... And we're done. We're going to all get off today. And <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy it. Max, but run the footage. Look at it. Look at that. It's no, so it is, pretty. It is gorgeous. I love a dark steampunky carnival. It's just... And like I said, it the looks like they took the fun. guy from Dune who plays Paul and stuck him in here as the uh, main character. Timothy oh. Chalamet, yeah, yeah, it looks like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, like it's got the you know. I mean, look at that. How badass is that? It's All right, just so some of this might be a little graphic because the monsters. The monster looks like he was straight out of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But, I mean, they're just and they do have a really Final Fantasy esque look to them. Oh yeah, no, it's it Ooh, very it's, much so. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, the drama! I know. Look at that. <laughs> All that clockwork. And the of man? I don't know. It's just, I just, I'm like mesmerized. I've been watching the trailer so much. And I'm just, I'll probably be terrible because I am terrible at fighting games, but I don't care. I'm going to try it. It's not first person. So yep, third I should person. be able to, yeah, I do so much better with third person. But look at that. It's a, a metal shark. It's a submarine <laughs> shark. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what some of us are looking forward to for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lawrence points out there's another game coming out February of next year called Nightingale. I haven't heard of that one. I consider Jack to... like the video game uh, specialist of the of three of us. Nightingale. Let's see here. A shared world survival crafting game. There's uh, playnightingale.com. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, you need to pull that up, Jack. That's. I'm, I'm working on it. Let's see. The here. website is playnightingale.com. Playnightingale. Yeah, that's. Thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> the right, mysterious and dangerous Bay realms of Nightingale. It's a gas lamp. Ooh, shiny revolvers. <laughs> yes. That looks cool. Shared world survival crafting game. You know what? I may have to get my friends in. This is, this is right up our alley. Arcane portals leading to mystical land of Fey. Navigate Fey wild forests. And there's this picture of this uh, gentleman hunter with this enormous blunderbuss and oh and that fantastic mustache yeah and it reminds me of it reminds me of are you being hunted it does have a like an are you being hunted look with kind of a uh at, atlas slide arc yeah. style mining bit oh that's beautiful creepy fairies straight what? out of zelda oh people, that people, people always say that steampunk is dead but that aesthetic is never going to die in a video game no <laughs> this is this is like straight up. Oh, you can do your own character design? Like Conan. Oh, look at that. I wonder if you can tame the animals. My guess would be, I mean. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Another wow. uh, steampunk survival game. I'm most likely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lawrence. It does have, it has, sort of has a, a, a East Asian flavor. It does it's have like a little bit of an East Asian looking flavor. realms. Yeah. It's a, interesting. It's, yeah. As I said, it's a Fae steampunk thing which almost it's reminded i'm wondering if it's like got a carnival row thing going on with it like how fey is it gonna get but look at that that's like straight monster out of cthulhu look at that. it's like monster hunter slash game of uh, like oh it's uh, first person though i'm pretty sure yeah that there might be a way to go to third person. yeah most of these usually have a way to zoom out behind these on your head yeah because uh, yeah it's like i've been playing conan a lot lately with some friends and this is like Conan, but Steam. Oh, it's right Check before Cool. Thank you, Lawrence. That's another thing to look forward to. And that'll be a few days before my birthday. So that's exciting. Cool. Very well, hopefully cool. Liza P will keep me busy until that one comes out. <laughs> 
awesome. Very awesome. Yes. I, this, the steampunk aesthetic works so good in video games because it's, I mean, it's so easy to get it right. Because even Warcraft oh, yeah. has it threaded all the way through. It's just oh, the, 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 not beautiful. The, gob- the goblins. The goblins and, and the gnomes. The, the gnomes, yeah. That was the the other goblins and the gnomes, yeah. yes. It's all about the steampunk. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I plunked down 20 bucks to buy the steam scale incinerator flying mount <laughs> because it's a, a metal dragon and it's awesome. Yeah. I'll admit that I almost did that on that one, but I've, I've already I've, I've dumped go. a bunch of money into Heroes of the Storm for stuff points. I don't usually buy things like that, but yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a flying metal dragon. Come on. I was able to steampunk out my characters completely, my gnome and my goblin. Yep. So, yeah. I've got all the clockwork animals, so yeah. You can you can definitely do do a steampunk thing with, with Warcraft if you if you get the right stuff. So, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, maybe I'll be staying up to play, play Liza P night. Uh, Hi, Kristen Kitty. Late. You're late. That's okay. No. We love her anyway. Kitty's birthday. All the fun stuff. Wait, it's Kitty's birthday? Uh, I know it's coming up. She was just saying how this weekend she's going out to uh, the the big event up in North uh, Texas, the uh, Steampunk District at the Iron Horse Heritage Festival. Oh, we, yeah. Not yeah. working it because it is her birthday. Happy birthday soon. Yay. And also... Uh, uh, Jenny Shaver, it's her birthday today. Wow. Another one of our patrons. So happy birthday to uh, Jen. Happy fall birthday. <laughs> so cool. what did you guys bring to, to talk about? Let's, let's get into some meat. Liza P. Liza P. Liza P. Whenever Liza P. I mean, we've we've gone through a lot of games so far. We got the we got yes. the, the the opening story of all the all the puns. We have the alcohol talk. We now have Jack. Game do you have any talk. more jokes for us? Do you want to? eject any more jokes before we move on to uh, come on why did the parrot go to school why to improve his articulation skills but you gotta say r articulation there you go okay so homework who brought homework I brought some homework <laughs> what we, went, we saw some, we went and saw some homework that, oh, what yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> go, go ahead and tell us about that jack so we went, and, or I was taken out on a date. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, <okay>. And uh, we went and saw. Um, it was called Raven Winged Hours. Yes. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe Theater, theatrical production in person. Woo. And um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. They um, played it off kind of like, um, I would say, like one of those things you'd watch on TV where you'd have the main character play the narrator and be like, you know, come up and like do the fourth wall thing with you. And okay. then like, let me tell you a story. And then it like, and, and then the actors would roll up and start playing the story out in front of you. And um, I like how they did a lot of the, they didn't have like, so the floor itself, or I guess the theater itself was kind of um, left open to allow for a lot of movement. They didn't have, they weren't, it wasn't cluttered with a lot of different props, but they used people as props and they, they, they wandered around, they were wearing all black and so you knew that they weren't supposed to be like seen, but they'd be like whispering into the characters' ears and you know, uh, moving around objects and uh, just generally being kind of dark and mysterious powers that you know. Yeah, sometimes sometimes they played sort of the chorus role as a sort of the inner monologue of the of the characters as they descend into madness. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, bottle of Amontillado. They were the walls of the uh, of uh, the crypt. They, the crypt they all held their arms like this up, That's and cool. they lined in front of you. And then the characters would walk behind them, holding a lantern. And so the lights 
you know, would fall on you as they were walking through, like a, a camera following behind a wall of a crypt. And, like it was really cool way to use the room you had. And you know, so when you went, they went going down another hallway. The whole like all of them would like line up and an angle the wall. But um, that's cool. It was very cool. And then when they wanted to do kind of those horror moments of like them being eaten by their uh, by the emotions slash um, darkness. They would all crowd around the main character and like hands and arms would like basically engulf them and then haul them off screen. It was it was a very interesting way of of you know not having CGI and yet <laughs> bring a the same kind of idealism to your brain about. <clears throat> then they did the Raven and that was fun. And then Pax had to remind me of the the Simpsons version of yes, the Raven, the which was narrated by James Earl Jones. Yeah, I shared with you guys earlier. Just because it made me laugh so freaking hard. Yeah. Quote the Raven. So good. Eat my shorts. <laughs> Eat my shorts. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror, man. They had some amazing stuff back then. Oh, yeah. all of their Halloween specials are to die. I haven't over. watched any in years. The best yeah. one, I think, was still seven. The one where like, it was like a three-hour ordeal, and it turns out like one of the mini episodes was the teachers at the school started eating the children. Yes. Yeah, I remember that, that was, one. That was, was that the, the, the Uder sausages? Yeah. <laughs> I told him one day I'd make something of him, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. Yeah. And that was the one where the uh, the janitor's like, "Don't worry, kids, I'll save you." And then gets his head clean. Well, do you remember episode. the one with the shining one where where he shows up and he's like, "You got the shinin," and Bart's like, "Don't you mean the shining?" Shut up, boy. Do you want to get a suit? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that, that's going on. I know it, probably Thax has got some more stuff he wants. Um, what's your angle, Thax? Um, I don't know that I have an angle. Uh, the the theater was at the uh, uh, Pioneer Farm here in, in uh, North Austin. What are they called? The Jordan Bachman Pioneer Farms, which is someplace I remember going to uh, a week of summer camp when I was like ten. You went to summer camp? Uh, didn't everybody go to summer camp? I was about to say I've never known anybody that went to summer camp. I know. Okay. I didn't Yeah, summer camp, middle of July. I mean, do you count vacation Bible school? <laughs> uh, I didn't do that. No. Um No, I've never known anybody that actually did the whole summer camp experience. But they taught us uh, you know, it, it was a very historical pioneer uh period um camp where they taught you, you know, how to churn butter. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. Your own sausage. Oh, yeah, we... That sounds awesome. And, um, it was a real working farm, so you you got to see the goats and the hogs and uh, horses and stuff. Um, it was it was kind of cool <laughs> for, for a day camp. It wasn't like a, fun. The, oh, it wasn't like camp. a sleepaway camp. No, no, it was oh. uh, it it was daycare. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we were talking about like you know summer movies on abc like you go to the sleepaway camp and there's the lake and you know sneaking what, out to go make out with somebody when you're 12 years old type, type summer camp but i was no, gonna okay. say when when i was older i went to i mean boy scout summer that. camp but oh, that's... in boy scouts we didn't generally sneak boys will be out. boys <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay boy if you did camp? Maybe some did. That wasn't my thing. I, I didn't do it at the Boy Scout camp, no. 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 Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, it's just they're too busy looking at rocks. <laughs> Talking about trains. I like trains. <laughs> That's where I learned never to pee out of fire. Yeah, oh. yeah don't do that. Don't or electric do that. fences. 
I knew about the electric fence thing, but still, you know, <laughs> this is something that, depending on what you come with, you have to be really acrobatic to manage those things. So. This is true. This is true. <laughs> it requires some gymnastics, depending on what you're equipped with. So, you know, I have never had the opportunity to do either of those things. Well, you know, you're not missing a whole lot outside of just the randomness of the situation. <laughs> just the chance of possibly electrocuting yourself? That's not something you expect. That. You're just like, I don't know what's going to happen if I do this. <laughs> Yo, I was not what yeah, I should realize that. I now I know. Realize. Learning opportunity. Yeah, it's, it really I, I remember Boy Scout camp learning who can pee the farthest. <laughs> that was very important. That was. The that, furthest that, that was, pee. That was a sign of dominance. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, teenage boys. Oh, well, I say that, but men do it too. Grown men do it too. So I, I don't think well, I was a teenager at this point. I have a story about a girl that I used to work with who had a thing for doing that in public and letting people take pictures of her and then putting on the internet. Very drunk at parties, just dropping sure her out, like literally in the middle of the street. I'm sure she makes <laughs> more money than us now. And somebody was like, no, actually, she does the whole MLM thing because I found her. She came across my Facebook Ooh. one day. Yeah, she's like the essential oil MLM type thing. Oh, yeah, yep. Should have stuck with let the people. <laughs> yeah, but they were. I mean, if somebody because only fans, it might work. The it work, might work now. Well, this was like 2003, 2000, and somebody was like, "Did you hear about what she her pick?" I'm like, and she's on our MySpace. She had our MySpace page, and I'm like, "Oh my, publicly." You're not going to make any book. money that way. No, no, no money there. No, she was ahead of her time. She was ahead of her time. I won't say her no. name. So, yeah, you know, the weird things we do when we're young and we're drunk and we don't think that the internet is going to be forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Because it's probably there on a Wayback Machine somewhere. Oh, I know where all those are. I mean, my old blog is still out there somewhere if you know for. So, it was just live book journal reviews. still exists. Yes, Live Journal is still out there somewhere. I don't know. MySpace still exists. I just I lost the login for that a long time ago. Yeah, everything you did on MySpace is gone. All your your old messages that you mm-hmm. you know sent and received to uh, your would be future wife. Uh, yep. Those are all oh, gone. No, no. Yeah, no. I uh, same here. Uh, same with AOL Messenger. <laughs> well, I mean, Twitter's about to crash and burn. So that's why Matt and I both downloaded our entire because that's where we met. We yep. met there in 2009, so we both went in and downloaded our entire history for 15 years, and we both locked our accounts, and we're just not even on there anymore. Because I hear they're going to they're going to charge you to have an account there now. Or are you serious? Soon, yeah, working gonna, on that, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I've already locked my accounts. I probably, but I haven't locked the uh, the ours yet. Do you want me to just lock it or delete it or? Don't know, don't care. What are they going to do? Charge us? We don't even have a bank account attached. I'll just, I'll just yeah, it. no. I mean, it's just like I said. I locked mine because I didn't want I didn't want any outside communication with anybody in her anymore since I wasn't going to be on there. But like I said, I did download my entire you know archive. But I mean, like yeah. the dollhouse, like that was you know my dollhouse account was on there when I talked to authors, and it was so exciting. That is cool. And yeah. now Twitter's dying. So Twitter was great. That are terrible. Dying, was there are things that are coming back. Uh, something that is dying is uh, Twitch.tv is dying. So is Twitch it? Is. Yeah. It, I mean, essentially, Amazon's just milking it, and it's just gonna. It's just. It's not. They're not iterating. They're not making new. They're not. Innovating. They're not innovating. That's the word I'm looking for. However, Kick is coming out. Kick.com. What is and Kick? And it's essentially Twitch 2.0. It's the next <laughs> way for people who want to stream online to make money by streaming. Wait, and is Twitch so, going away entirely? 
Twitch is not going away right now. It's just it's not innovating. It's just lo- it's just bleeding people and people yeah, okay. and, and big as influencers move off the platform, placing them. So well, where um, are they going? They're going to kick. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at like maybe getting I don't a use any of this account and seeing if there's a way to integrate it with Streamyard. Okay. So I mean, I have a Discord account, but I don't actually. Do I have anything Discord. With it. I'm on Discord all the time. Okay. <laughs> we should discourse. I mean, I have it on, but I never do anything with it. It's fine. It's it's. It, I mean, it's just kind of there. It's a meme generator for me and my friends when we're not playing games. So my husband yeah. uses it to talk to his kid, but that's pretty much. I, I use know. it to talk to Cody too. It's on his phone and on his tablet, and I can yeah. prompt him to go do dishes yeah. before I get home and kind of thing. I mean, it comes on when I turn on my computer, so it always shows what game I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can turn that part off if you want to. I don't live stream anything because that would be really, really boring to watch me getting killed in Warcraft or setting my skills <laughs> you know, on fire. It's amazing that you say that, but I have a lot of friends who play Warcraft and they watch like hours upon hours of YouTube Warcraft. And all I see is just damage numbers and it means nothing to me. And all these like blinking icons everywhere. Doesn't... It's okay. I was, I was watching videos today, uh, YouTube videos of people going back in to play The Sims 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. It was so I actually... awesome, but... I had to oh go get God. a sound file because it, it, it when I was when I was playing a game, it was a man space game. And so I remember like this moment happening in my head and I saw this missile coming in and my brain just like kicked on a, a noise from two, ni- it was 1987 from the original uh the original mech warrior of being slammed by a missile. And I had to go find that. And so I'm scrounging through YouTube to find that in particular sound fight bite with nothing else in there with it. Just to use it for that moment in that video, and then I sent it to my friends, my brother, and my my other friend who recognized it, and now it's our ringtones or our text no, moments. Of course it is. Facts. Would you like to tell us what you're giggling about? Oh, I'm just you listening to you guys. Up, you pulled something I, up about airships, and then it went away again. Uh, yeah, I, I have it down here in the backstage um, so for when it's when it's my turn. But uh, yeah, I've I've got some some homework. Um, we've talked about. Uh, I've brought airships and uh, the, the the future of airship travel before. Uh, I think the last time we talked about it, it was more in the uh, hypothetical, you know, new technology field. But uh, very recently, I was stumbling through YouTube and I found an article uh, from Bloomberg about this company that is building airships as we speak. Uh, in some NASA facility in Colorado. Uh, and so I, I pulled up their uh, their, their information uh, web page. And let's see if I can schlep this up. Next generation airships. There you go. Company is called Lighter Than Air or LTA. And uh, they are building. Uh, yes. uh, uh, I, I say new, but it's also, you know, classic technology airships. Um They've got one. They've got you know, their their first airship. They they finished last. Well, not finished. They they've got it into the air last year inside the uh, uh, the facility that they're building it. Um, and it's kind of exciting that there somebody is actually continuing scientific research to uh, get these airships into the air. Uh, they're much more fuel efficient than uh, planes or helicopters. Uh, they don't need space to take off or land. And the uh, the CEO of this company, uh, Alan Weston, envisions these as uh, for use in delivering uh, emergency 
equipment for um, people in 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 war torn or uh, areas that have received uh, uh, you know storms or or uh, hurricanes or uh, national uh, natural disasters uh, that is that's very difficult to actually get vehicles into to make deliveries mm-hmm. uh, and apparently they can carry more than most most helicopters and planes for yeah, the they, direction they're going like they were talking about uh, uh, cargo in the tons of of pounds like, multiple, like yeah like mul- like like double digit tons wow mm-hmm. okay so you can carry cool. multiple cars or yeah no they're it's really cool technology i know there's some military contractors using them for like high altitude uh, communications um essentially they can just sit way up and they just bounce signals around for you basically just a a, a wi-fi outlet access point for uh for long distance communications and um the military cool because they can just loiter for months but uh in this case this is cool i haven't heard about these guys yeah no i hadn't heard about that either uh, I, I learned the uh the difference between an airship and a blimp the airship has a rigid uh internal structure where a blimp is just a shaped balloon the ziploc bag yeah <laughs> um and uh for these they're talking about they're still filling them with helium which surprised me i mean it's Safer than hydrogen, I suppose. But, but helium is uh, also a finite resource, which is weird to right. me. Right. We have a shortage of, of helium. That's so on weird. The planet. So, but the thing is, is in this case, they don't have to dump helium like you would um, in the other case. Uh, all right. So, one of the deals with like the Hindenburg, the reason it had an issue is that the balloons were open at the bottom. So, they could actually close the balloon up and it would just exhaust it at the bottom of the airship. Um, like it, it just, like, a, like an orifice. But now with the technology we have, we can just pump it back into tanks. So it's not necessarily as wasteful. Okay. Um, so it's a lot better. It's more like an air. It's more like a, a submarine that can flood its ballast, but then it dumps its ballast. It's dumping it back into air tanks most of the time. And I mean, yeah, helium is a refinite resource for us at the moment, even though most of the universe is made of helium. We just can't credibly get it right now. <laughs> Can't gather it. <laughs> By the time we got the technology for helium, we'll have you know much more interesting, interesting, interesting uh, technology. But um, I okay, mean, technically, well, hydrogen's fairly safe as long as you're not near an open flame. But I don't think you'd be able to get past the PR. Yeah. One thing I learned well, is that the Indenberg did 48 successful trips before it had a problem. I don't think the I... hydrogen was the problem. No. Uh, from what I understood, there was some sort of a uh, uh, some sort of a coating on the outside yeah, it was an of elect- the balloon. Yeah, it was just a malfunction, wasn't it? And it just mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it caught fire. The, this this yeah. coating, uh, because if you watch the the film footage of the Hindenburg going up, you know it's it's a big ball of flame. If you have ever seen hydrogen catch fire, it doesn't look anything like that. It's just yeah, a big flash and gone. Oh, okay. So uh, now the hydrogen probably. Uh, burnt off quickly too, but the hydrogen was the big fireball at the beginning. But I have never seen something burn so quickly as the- yeah. I was going to say it was very cinematic when the yeah went up. Now, and I may be late to the game on this, not knowing this, but I didn't know about the USS Akron until it came up in a book that I was just finished huh. reading. Yes, the, yeah, the Akron. The reason that the Navy decided to jettison the rigid airship technology. Because of and it, the Akron just went down. I mean, it was yeah. just caught caught in a storm and it went down. It was. It's horrible. funny about that because the uh, because they built two. 
They built two like it because they wanted to have airship aircraft carriers, essentially. And the one guy who was on the original one that crashed in the, in the, in the storms. Three guys survived. One. Huh? Three, three guys survived the Akron. Yeah, three. And one of them went on to being on the next one that survived a storm as well, but barely. The thing was is that the, the tail was uh, kept breaking yeah. the high winds. Yeah, and so I had never had to ground him because it. it wasn't due. Yeah, I didn't know that that was like. Uh, I mean, I knew like the Hindenburg and airships mm-hmm. and stuff, but I didn't know that was like considered a actual potential thing that they were using. And uh, it was a minor plot point in a book that I was reading. I'm like, wait a minute, is this real? <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh yeah, is, no, they wanted them because we have so much ocean, and they're actually exceedingly great for reconnaissance. To the point of the military had a under kind of under wraps warning each other. They have bet essentially that the guy who was running the airships could not find the president. I think it was president Eisenhower out on one boats, but it was either Lyndon, it was Lyndon Johnson, not Eisenhower. That's and, um, um, it, so they delivered was- that day's more mail to, okay, the but the- and to the, to the boat. But the Akron was in '33. Lyndon Johnson. So was the, the like same. 1960s is when, or it's like it was like late '50s when the other one was um, the two. Others okay. Were, yeah. So you're. I was gonna say because the, the Akron was '33. I think that was somebody right. else. But um, yeah, they had they had a rigid airship up until like the '50s, and what happened was is that the president of the United States was on vacation out on a military uh, boat in an undisclosed area in the, the Atlantic, and the airship took that day's mail for that boat and almost hit the president with it. By dropping it on the deck, but they proved the fact that they found him in under four hours. Well, so I mean, that was kind of a it was it was a publicity stunt to prove the point that airships found him and killed him, and they're that <laughs> for the fact that they have such range for reconnaissance. Because especially with the sparrow yeah. planes, they had to be able to launch. They could basically cover this massive wide area where you have the airship go this and they go back and like this from the airship. They can cover thousands of miles of ocean from a very good vantage point. But uh, yeah, sorry, I know a little bit about that. I, like I said, I cool. like I, said, I may have been late to the game. I didn't know that that was a thing. And like I said, it just came up in the book I was reading and it, looked up to see if it was real. It's very much a footnote. It's hard to find unless you like literally look up military airships for the U.S. military. And then suddenly you get like, you know, there's a bunch of YouTubers have been doing it in the last couple of years. So that, that information is more out than it was, yeah. you know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, this was the book. I just It was Ghosts of Harvard. It's about a girl that goes to Harvard investigating her brother's death. And she thinks that her brother was schizophrenic and she thinks she's hearing voices, too. But she actually is. She's hearing ghosts. She's like crossing with people from the past. And one of them is a young naval, uh, a young enlisted man who's about to go off. And she'd never heard of it either. And she's she thought he would be safe and not get sucked into World War Two. Because they're like I said, they're just kind of communicating in their heads, and so mm-hmm. he's like, I'm, I've, "I've, you know, I've been assigned to the USS Akron," and so she did. She's like, "Oh, he'll be safe from World War II, because that's coming up for him." And then she Googled USS Akron, and she's like, "Oh, oh shit!" Yeah. yeah. But when she found out the truth about the ghosts that were talking to her, then they were like gone. Like once she knew about their time streams. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, it was a wild book. It was really good. But yeah, so yeah, that was, like I said, it was just a minor plot point. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's already used a couple of historical, historical ghosts. Because Oppenheimer is also one of the time streams that she crosses. In the- so yeah, it's actually a really good book. It was interesting. A lot of good details about everybody. So not steampunk, dark academia, but still good. Dark academia. That's I, a, be a good name for, uh, for some music, for some good music there too. Dark Academia is one of my favorite genres. It's elite private schools and weird mysteries and yeah, I ghosts. feel like the uh, the boundary between uh, 
Dark Academia and Steampunk and uh, some others, you know, Goblin Core, it's all getting a little fuzzy. Yes. Yes. Well, Dark Academia, yeah, Dark Academia can go and because some of them I've read are just straight mysteries. Some of them bring in, you know, witches and ghosts and all sorts of stuff. And so I like Indiana Jones, I feel like would be part of our, Dark Academia. Like, no. Really? No, not that adventure kind of like it belongs in the it's museum. It's not adventure. Right? No, Dark Academia generally takes place. There's a uh, some kind of either an elite private school or an Ivy College or something. And there's a Harry mystery. That, huh? Harry Potter. Kind of. There's a mystery that has to be unraveled. And like I said, there can be, it can be straight mission. Somebody's usually dead. Dark Academia involves somebody that dies and you have to figure out what happened. There's a group of friends that are involved that, you know, one of them. Yeah. So um, Donna Tartt's The Secret History is one that most people know about, but there's, there's some really good ones. I, I have lists of them because <laughs> this is what I do every fall. I read these from like September until February and just, plow through them but there's a lot of really good ones there. it's like i said it's just it's the atmosphere you know crunchy leaves in the fall and spooky mysteries and mean girls and ghosts <laughs> pumpkin spice lots of pumpkin spice yes yes pumpkin spice and ugg boots and dark academia that is me Heck in the fall. yeah <laughs> sounds like a bad tv show waiting to happen <laughs> hi i am your basic white girl what can i say it's all right my, my basic white girl comes out in october too especially for spice hey you know what? If that is what makes people feel good, just let them have it. Let yep. me have my Uggs and my pumpkin spice. <laughs> Bring pumpkin me comfort. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> and my candles. I have my, right now I've got my haunted cemetery candle going. And I also have a, no, it's a ghost cemetery and haunted me. And then they also have a pumpkin candle. They're like big fat jar candles and they smell really good. Which one smells so, like Fruit Loops? None of them. <laughs> The ghost cemetery kind of smells like sweet, almost like sugar cookies. And the haunted mansion is kind of spicy. So I put that one in the bedroom. So and I use the other one in the living room. Light <laughs> the cemetery candle because that's going to that's gonna be some sort of like... <laughs> That'll kill the mood. <laughs> Light a little haunted mansion to set the romantic mood. <laughs> Quick, look, there's a severed head in the toilet. Let's go make out behind the barn. <laughs> Darkly atmospheric, I'm telling you. <laughs> We're gonna set up that giant scarecrow with the pumpkin head on it on the in the front yard, probably in front of our bedroom window. So I told my husband, I'm gonna have to keep reminding myself every night that it's it's a scarecrow and it's not a person standing out there in front of our window. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the, oh, the front yard. It's gonna be right because our bedroom window is right on the street. You should, you should, but that's like the best place to put it because that's the bulk of our yard. So, so one yeah. day when he's not looking, you should put it right up against the window <laughs> looking in and tell he him he won't get scared. I will. I'll scare myself. Open the, wind- oh, <laughs> open the windows and there it is. Well, because I just have um like the shears over the windows, so you yeah. can see. Yeah, you can see like shit because there's a street light right out there that points down into it. So. Oh, so perfect. You get that nice shadow yeah. effect scare going if it's standing there. Yeah. And- scare the shit out of myself. Yeah, probably every night from now until. <laughs> Still I mean, yeah. we didn't realize you needed to poop so bad, but <laughs> they make chocolate for that. So, yes, decorations will be going up shortly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it to myself. And I still need a wedding. Dr- yeah, and I should have been more specific with my Facebook post because I said something about a wedding dress and everybody's like, Goodwill or thrift stores, which I appreciate. But I should have been specific, which is why I took it down, which is I 
one of you is Havisham, so it needs to be high-necked and long-sleeved Regency style. Really specific, probably not going to find that in a random... Why I was wondering to make the ones where they cut up like right here and well, I want like the high, like high lacy neck and you know, yeah, and the long sleeve. Something you'd see from the movie Dune that everyone would be wearing, or Jane Austen novel (laughs) more appropriately, since Miss Havisham would have been married in the Regency era. And also, by the way, she's always played by old ladies. She was like thirty-five. If you calculate oh, her age correctly, hill. she was like, well, I mean, I guess for 1840s, yeah, she, in a home. Hey, she was like point, 35. Open the grave, dump her in. <laughs> but she, yeah, it would have been a Regency gown. And, you know, she wanders around with only one shoe because she was still putting her shoes on when she found out that she was going to be jilted. Yeah. So she only ever wears one shoe. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have like spiders and dead flowers in my hair and it's going to be awesome. But I need a dress. Cobwebs. <laughs> yes, but I need a dress. So, you know. If anybody has a line on a high-necked, long-sleeved, Regency-style dress that I probably can't find at your local Goodwill, let me know. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll keep my eyes open. And it doesn't have to be in perfect condition because I'm going to vintage it up myself with some tea. So. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I need. Everything else is cake, but that's going to be the hard part. And I can't sew, so it's not, it's not going to happen. And I'm not talking to my mom, so she can't make it for me, so. I know someone who sews. Let me know. Yes, but I'm not going to ask Kitty to make me a Miss Havisham dress right when we're in the middle of, you know, fairs and things going on. in time, yeah. Yeah. See, (laughs) she just said not me. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I checked Etsy, but Etsy is not the way it used to be. Nope, it's not full of Chinese people doing Chinese sales of of just random mass-produced stuff. Well, that's because Etsy started allowing people to pay for promoted listings. So all the actual small business owners that can't afford that yep. get pooped on. So, well, it is 8.59. <laughs> what a way to leave that. <laughs> all right. You know, you're allowed to say blue stocking. Could you please shut up? Oh, no. Blue stocking. <laughs> please shut up. <laughs> See? I, I respond to, to that very well. Nah, you're fine. fine. <clears throat> if I'm telling you to shut up. Things have gone terribly uh Sideways, long like, before. Just, I don't. I don't. Tell, I don't come like in with levers and fulcrums to get it back on track. <laughs> so uh, I have a pirate joke. Okay, that I will leave you with. Please bring it. The lookout sees a pirate ship sailing their way, and the captain shouts to his mate, "Bring me my red shirt." The first mate brings his red shirt. The captain dons it, and the pirates attack. They climb aboard, and the captain draws his sword and fights bravely and leads his men to victory. A few days later, the lookout screams, two pirate ships! The crew shivers like scared mice, but the courageous captain hollers, bring me my red shirt! And the battle commences, and after the battle, the first man asks, Cassin, why do you call for your red shirt before battle? The captain replies, so that if I'm stabbed, you will not see me bleeding. The next morning, the lookout screams, ten pirate ships! We are surrounded! And the crew goes silent. They look to the brave captain, waiting for his usual command. Calmly as ever, the captain bellows, Bring me my brown pants! That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Bring me the brown pants. I've had those moments. Yes. <laughs> Usually before a final. <laughs> yeah. And with that, let me tell you about uh, the patrons who are... <laughs> the nice lead <laughs> Texas Steampunk Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seeger's A School for the Great Games. I was thinking about this when you were talking about... Uh, 
dark academia. Actually, the way, yeah, it sounds like it actually might. Edwardian teen Elizabeth yeah. Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India, but the college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, and the Tibetan mystic arts. Probably somebody's dead, too. <laughs> what Ustaki's uh, told us. Uh, School for the Great Game is the first in a steampunk garage series available on Amazon. We're also supported by Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures is a collection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and Renaissance wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair spelled with an E, or on Etsy. We also want to thank our patrons. You can become a patron on Patreon and uh, buy us a beer or uh, support us in one of the higher level tiers. Uh, tonight, we want to thank uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver. I mentioned Jenny earlier because she's got a birthday coming up. Happy not day. today. I'm not sure. Uh, we also have a certified aeronaut, Natalie McTavish, supporting us. And a generous grant from the crew of the airship Aberfeldy. That's Rita and Lawrence Allen. Thank you, guys. We always appreciate you. All right. Is there anything else uh, we want to uh, touch on before we go into... Uh, before I go play Liza P? Before you go do that, I want to drop one thing I forgot to mention earlier was that if you want to be at this very end of Talk Like a Pirate Day, listen to some good pirate music. I'm dropping Master Blogging Bones Mom. Jangle in the uh, chat here. What's this? What's this? You don't know Master Bones Jangle? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, he's the one that he's usually the pirate singing at a steampunk November. Actually, if we're talking about some pirate music, um, I would suggest, let me, where is Flogging Molly has some really, really good. Well, yeah. Do you know what? Flogging Molly personally? I, what <laughs> are you talking about? I know Master Bones Jangle personally. We were in a tournament against ah. each other. It was an epic, an epic battle. I even have pictures of it on my Facebook. See that in my background. On my no, page. I don't know anybody. I'm just saying, if we're talking about piratey stuff, then check out uh, Swagger by Flogging Molly. They got some good stuff That's on a, there. So. That one's a good one, yeah. Swagger's a really good. Actually, most of their stuff is good, but yeah, check them out. And if you're more into rap and hip hop scene, <laughs> look up Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you pulled that. If you're into rap, and or hip hop. I know. <laughs> what what? <laughs> ho ho jolly ho. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm very much down with the sickness these days myself. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> All right, Flavio. Do your worst. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening Steampunk that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your mind gauges. Mind your gauges. <laughs>